How you doing? Come on, stand with me for a second. It's always good. Have you got your Bibles with you? Where's your Bibles? You, got, you may have your smartphone. If you haven't got your Bibles, you have it hidden in your heart by now. As David said, I've hidden my word, your word, in my heart, so I may not sin against you. So hold your heart if you haven't got your Bibles. And repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me. This is my Bible. I can do all things. All things. All things. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthens me. In Jesus' name, sit down. Have a go. Okay, listen. I'm excited, so I'm going to get straight into it, all right? Today's talk is possessing the promise. Possessing the promise. We're at the beginning of the year. And at the beginning of the year, what do we do? We clear out all the old stuff, we make way for the new things. We start to reflect and we say, what have I done last year? What have we accomplished last year? And what am I going to do this year? God, what have you got in store for me this year? In that reflection time, I often stand back and say, you know what? God, you have so much more for me. There's so much more for me, for my family, for my church, for my friendships. It's like, you, you remember the word that you, you gave, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and expected future. A great future. The beginning of the year, you start to reflect, that's his word, that's his promise. Getting excited already. But that's his promise. So at the beginning of the year, I'm reflecting, I'm thinking, hold on, it's been a great year, but I'm still living. If I'm still living, he's still in need of me. And there's so much more he wants from us as a congregation and as individuals. It's as if uh, you say, I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I could be yet. You're in this ground. I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not quite there. I've not achieved all that he has in store for me, for the church. We're not there quite yet, but we're on our way. Now, there's a story in the Bible, great one, and it's about the Israelites coming out of Egypt. And God is saying to them, I want to pull you pull you from this slavery and put you into the promised land. I want to put you into a land of your own. But there's this journey that you've got to take. And in this journey, things go wrong. And in this journey, things go right. And there's a lot of learning for them. At one point in time, there was this gulf, if you wish, between the land they were in and the land they were trying to possess. The Jordan River was separating them. That, my friends, was a problem for them, but not for God. Today, I want to identify some of our Jordans and discuss how we can cross over to inherit the promises that God has for us in 2016. Yes, yes Lord! Yes. Why not? Let's give you some background. and Let's, let's pray, actually. Father, I'd ask you to come into this. Holy Spirit, even right now, you start to open our hearts. When, you, when you're in here, you change us. And we will be patient this year and wait for you, for your leading. So even now, would you just open our hearts so we may receive this word in Jesus' name. So the background. There's the promise of God saying to the Israelites, and it's echoed throughout the generations from their patriarch, their patriarch 
um, Abraham, I want to bless you. Your descendants that come after you, Abraham, they're going to be numerous. Numerous like the sand on the seashore. I want to use you and your seed after you to show the rest of the world that I'm God. I want to use you. And there's a promise that I want to take you. I want to use your people and put them into a land that is flowing with milk and honey. That is great for you. A part of the journey, they get caught up into slavery. It's like they forgot who God was, if you wish. And they got caught into some things that they should not have. And here's God now saying, I want you from a land of slavery. I want to get you and have you as my own special possession. I want to take you to a land flowing with milk and honey. And all the beautiful things. The creme de la creme. This is known as Canaan. Canaan, the promised land. In this journey, they get to a point where they tried to cross over, but something wasn't right with them. And they didn't enter the land. And they spent time in what's known as the wilderness for 40 years. 40 long years. A journey that should have taken a matter of days or maybe even a week or so. Took 40 years. And they didn't enter in. They were holding back for some reason. What was the promised land for them? It was this permanent residence. This is something that God is saying, I want you to have your own place. It was something for themselves to be set up. They, they'd been scattered around the, uh, around the nation, if you wish. And they would say, I want to put you in one place. I want you to possess one land. Here's God trying to move them into a place of hope. A place where they can develop. They can become known. A place where they can call their own. A place where he could be God and, 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 and be with them. It was a land of harvest where they could flourish as a people. That was the promised land for them. How can we weave this into us today? What about us? What's our promised land? For us, it's not so much as a geographical location, although it may be, but it's a state of mind. The reaching of God-given dreams. The realisation of a vision. It's new ministry. It's deeper relationships. It's restored relationships. It's, the being, it's you being healthy and whole. It's you walking in your God-given identity. It's the fixing of your marriage. It's where adventures happen. It's a place where more souls come to know the Lord. It's a place where the city knows that vineyard is alive and that God is alive and he is for them. Is it a place, if I can propose, it is a place where only God can take us. But why did they fail to enter? In their mindset, they knew they had to possess something. But within that possession, going over into that land, there was what's known in their eyes were giants. There were people much bigger and stronger than them in that land. And they were frightened. And it's like they didn't trust God. They had a number of things in their heart which was, wasn't right. And as I said, the second thing was the Jordan. There was this, this, this gulf between where they were and where they're trying to get to. This river. How are we going to get all our people over there? It seemed like an obstacle, if you wish. In their heart of hearts, they had unbelief. Although God gave them a word and an instruction, they didn't believe it full-heartedly. They became anxious, complacent, 
frightened for change. Moses had them initially under his leadership. And he's getting to the point where he wants to cross over so desperately. But something wasn't right. He wants to get over there, but he, so he sends spies out there to go and see the land, really, and they come back with a bad report, or some of them at least. They came back saying, they're like giants, we're, we're grasshoppers in the, in the side of them. How are we going to do this? And the word spread throughout the camp, it's like, I'm not going over there, I'd rather go back to Egypt. I'd rather be a slave than go in there and get killed. Why did he brought us this far to die? In their hearts, they had unbelief, they were anxious, they became complacent. They were frightened for change. What's your Jordan? Or what's your obstacle, may I say? What's the thing that is in your heart? What's the thing that prevents you from walking into the God-given gifts and love and wants for his, what God wants for your life? What is that? Why? What's stopping you from starting a new ministry? Or taking ministry deeper? Or mending a broken family, your broken family? or starting a new business, or going on a mission trip, or even taking a pay cut to do the very thing that you're passionate about. What is stopping you from doing those things? Is it fear? Is your gulf, is your Jordan, is your obstacle fear? Is it a person? Is it a people? Is it unforgiveness? Is it hurt from your past? Is it low self-esteem? Is it finance? Or dare I say, is it addiction that prevents you from getting all God has called you to be and wants for you? Is it any of those things? He has overcome everything. No matter what it is, I'll tell you from the outset now, no matter what it is, God is much bigger. Much bigger than you could comprehend and nothing is impossible. When I look at the scriptures properly, I believe that the people at the time, the Israelites, had a false paradigm. A paradigm is your attitudes and perceptions. And I believe it was false. Let me give you an example. Suppose I want to get to the middle of London, and I've been given a map of Manchester. The map is my paradigm, and I'm trying to use this Manchester map to navigate around London. I'm going to get frustrated. I'm going to lose time. I'm going to hate it trying to get to the middle of London because it's not going to work. I've got the wrong map. At times, we have the wrong paradigm, the wrong map. And we're trying to get to something much greater than us. Only God can take us there. Now, the attitudes and perceptions that have been given to us, or say given to us, we've learned and been constructed around, is this. Physiological factors, genetic factors, environmental factors. These are things that maybe we've grown up with. Our parents have taught us to say that you're not everything. You're not that good. Or people have spoken into your life and your environment saying, no, no, that's wrong. You're, You're not able to do that. They've put you down. Negative words. You've not been affirmed as a child. Broken relationships within your family. Your parent, the father and the son relationship wasn't very good. There's a whole host of things that can shape your perception and attitude towards life. You're teaching at school and there's a whole host of things. But God says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may know the good, acceptable and perfect will. God is saying, I need the attitudes to change, the perceptions to change. It was a turning point at one point for these Israelites. 
something happened. One word came from God in chapter 1. Get ready to cross the Jordan into the land I'm about to give you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and very courageous. And at that point, under the leadership of Joshua now, he sent two more spies back in. A long story. But they came back with a good report. Those guys are frightened that we're coming to get them. We're going. And throughout the camp, they got excited. There was a shift in their mentality, in their spirit. And this is why I declare it for this year, our spirit is shifting. It's shifting from fearful, unbelieving in any essence what's within us to a spirit of faith and expectancy. There's something going on with inside of us saying, we've done great works with God, but there's so much more. Where we've been timid in areas, no more. There's something being moved around saying, now I will walk with God even more. Into 2016, it's going to be different, and I'm going to be expectant. So with faith, rising up within the Israelites, obedience, and now this courage that God is saying you must possess, and expect to see it in their heart, they were ready to take their trip through the Jordan to the promised land. Something changed within them. And even now I ask Holy Spirit that he begins to change within us, within our spirits, that we begin to rise up and actually realise that we are sons and daughters of the Most High, of the Most High. Getting through the Jordan. Let's read it. We've got to read some scripture if we're going to make this a legal church thing. (laughs) Um, Come with me to Joshua. This is getting them through the Jordan getting them through the Jordan, getting us through our Jordans. Let's see what the, the process was. We'll go to verses, chapter 3, verses 3 and 4. I'll read. Giving orders to the people, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from the position and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. The ark at the time represented the presence of God. There's a whole, there's a big lesson we could go on to that, which we haven't got time for today. But it was the presence of God that they carried around. He was in one place at one time. It's how it worked then in the Old Testament. Can I say this today, that the presence of God now dwells within us, the Holy Spirit. They were not to leave the camp until... This presence led them. This this ark with the Levites carrying it, the Levites were the priests of the time, the leadership, if you wish. They were not to leave where they were until the Spirit had led them. Could I suggest to you today that as we walk into 2016, we are looking for the Spirit to give us direction. And as the Spirit says to do, we do. And not just that, but under our leadership, we will back our leadership. As the leaders look to God, as the leaders follow God, we follow them. And we get behind them. Not speak behind them, get behind them and push them forward. Pray for your leaders. I become very real about this. A gift has been given to the church and it is leadership. Thank you, Lord. We must get behind our leaders. The vision, and we're praying for the vision, may it be open to you. May wisdom and understanding come. 
as you lead us into this new year. But we get behind our leadership and we're saying, yes, wherever you go, I'm going to go with you. And I'm looking to the Lord myself, just making sure it's all in the right line. But I'll back you. Yes? Yes. He says, you had not been this way before. And it's interesting because I know we've got all plans for this, the great vastness of next door that's over there. But I, I don't think we, we understand exactly what God has in store for us. We've got plans, but it's much bigger than us. Now, we've not been this way before, and you've not been this way before in your life, in this area, in this season. How much more has he got in store for you if you just listen to the Holy Ghost, listen to the Holy Spirit, that he may direct you into this season? How much more? Verses 5. Let's go to verses 5. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. Hear this, they've heard stories, because remember this is 40 years in the wilderness. Some of the generation that first tried to get into the land and now died out. This is the younger generation coming through. And they've heard stories of the greatness that God has done in the past, but they're like, wow, how, what, what, is this real? Is this really going to happen? He says, consecrate yourself, for tomorrow I'm going to do a new thing amongst you. What does it mean to consecrate yourself, to make yourself holy? Well, you can't do that. But you know what, when you submit to God and you become wholeheartedly in your heart saying, I will give you what I have, God will just say, that's all I want. And with that, you separate yourself from rubbish and all those problems and all the issues that you think you're trying to deal with yourself, you can't do it on your own people. But if you just humble yourself to God, he is faithful and just to pull you up and show you who you really are, look you in the eye and say, you are my son, you are my daughter. Let me infuse a part of me into you. You were never meant to do this alone. And you can never do this alone. He says, consecrate yourself, which is a season for us. Maybe even time of fasting and prayer. Not that you have to be earning your stripes in his, in his book, but actually a time to say, what, what did my heart really lie? Am I just going through the paces of church? Am I just going through the paces of Christianity? Oh, am I really getting deep? Do I really long for you? Do I really love you in all my heart, with all my soul, with all my might, with all my strength? Is there more of me that could be given to you? Consecrate yourself. Pull yourself apart for a second and say, what is it? What is it, Lord, you want from me? Put away this year a lukewarmness in your heart. Put away from you this year any childish behaviors. When you come to God and be very real with him, he's very real with you. Be intimate with him in your speaking. Holy Spirit, what do you feel about me? Ask some questions. He's a person. Verses 14 and 16. 14 to 16. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is in flood all during harvest. <laughs> Yet as soon as the priest... Let me stop there. It was in flood during harvest. A season that we are in. And I hope you recognise We've done a lot of sowing. It's time to reap this year. But let me tell you something. Because it's harvest time, that Jordan was a lot bigger. The floods were up. And it's a lot harder to cross over. Yeah? There's going to be some pushback for you. There's going to be some pushback in this season. When we're doing all we can, there may be some things flying at us. But we're going to deal with them because God is on our side. And we mustn't forget that whatever happens, we must keep the main thing, the main thing. Keep walking forward. Keep believing. Keep knowing that he said we should do this. Keep knowing in your household that it will get better. 
for, that child, for the person who's, whose child is going out crazy and off the rails, where the marriage is on the rocks. No, it will get better if you just follow the Lord. I should keep reading, right? Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap at a great distance away in a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zephyrim. While the waters flowing down to the Sea of Arabah, this is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over to Jericho. Here they are. They get to the water's edge. And I can imagine all their eyes now say, how are we going to cross this? How are we going to do this? They get to the water's edge and the priests put their toe into it. We may not always have the direct, we may not always know how we're going to get through things. But as God leads us, he will show us. It's faith. But as he touched, his foot touched the water's edge. The waters parted open and they walked through. They walked through. He will make a way when there seems to be no way. You know why I love, and I, if you can give me the grace to compare this? In the Old Testament, the waters had to be touched and it paved the way through for them to walk. In the New Testament, we have an account of Jesus who says to someone else, come out onto the water. I believe where we stand now, we have authority over our problems. He's given us the jurisdiction to walk over the water and walk on the waters. For me, that would have been even greater back in these times. Not just the waters parting, but actually the whole host of all the, all the Israelites walking across the water. That is where we stand now. That the problems, the enemy, or whoever it may be in your life, or whatever's happened from your season of your life in beh behind you, whatever those things are, he gives you the strength, he gives you the wisdom, he gives you the might, the ability, that everything that the enemy meant bad for you will be turned around for the good. Thank you, Father. I believe John Wimber said, when God calls you to an extraordinary task, he provides extraordinary resources. All the vineyards, yes, 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 it's true. But it's true. And it's true. I get emotional about this because we, we, we think so little about ourselves at times. We don't realize that the church has been called for the very faculty, he's the very faculty to get the kingdom of heaven to earth. You are the medium. The Holy Spirit empowers us to do his work. And whatever the task is, he will enable us. He will give us the direction. He will give all that we need, whatever faces you, whatever's in your Jordan, whatever it is around you. He will get you through. Believe this year that you are not doing it on your own. He will make a way. They went from wandering around in the wilderness to standing in wonder of God. Wandering around in the wilderness for 40 years. What are we doing here? What are we doing the same thing for? Why are we going around in circles? I don't feel like I'm moving forward in life to a position where they stand in awe and in wonder of God. How did we get here? Believe, my friends. Believe. Remember that film, and you all do remember it, Dirty Dancing? <laughs> don't act like you're too holy, all right? I know you watched the film. There's a point in the film where Patrick Swayze walks up to his girl and he says, don't put baby in the corner. And he pulls her out. And he dances with her. And I feel, if you allow me to say, it's like God says that to us. You will not put my baby in the corner. You will not stand out and be recluse. No. No, 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 I've got too much for you. You're coming out. Come this way. 
Let me show you what you was made to do. <laughs> Let me show you what you was made to do. Because you don't realize yet. You don't realize the importance of who you are, the mandate that's on your life, how much he loves you. And for those who don't know him, I'm telling you, he loves you with an everlasting love, a love you would never understand and know. You can't comprehend him. He's too wide. He's too high. But he is dying. He's wanting you. And I said he's dying for you. He did die for you. Why is it important that we reach our promised land? As an individual, you become more light and instinctively you encourage others to do the same thing. They watch you cross over and they said, it didn't work for me, but it's working for you. I'll try again. It was hard and it was tough, but they got over. And this is why I encourage you to be honest in your connect groups. Open up and share when you feel it's right. Because your story changes someone else. Can I ask the band to come up, please? Your story changes somebody else. You're not on your own. And as a church, why do we need to get to our promised land? Because society needs us. Society needs us. St. Albans needs us. Can you cast vision enough in your minds to say that this could be a church that reaches out to every area in Hertfordshire first, which we're beginning to? Why couldn't a city not called everyone in the city be saved? Could we believe that? Could we believe further for us as a people? When we say we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength, can we believe it even more and say, you know what, just use me as I am and he will carry us? Stand with me, my, my people. Stand, stand. When I was, I was praying about this last night, and I, I just saw us standing here, just waiting on God for a second. And our hands were out like this, as if we were receiving something. And I'm just going to ask God to just renew our spirits. So I just ask, come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. And I'll, we'll wait for a bit, okay? I want you to put all the things in your head from last year aside. We don't look back. We're not going that way. This is a new season, a season of harvest. You know, the Jordans in your life, they're going to show the rest of the world that God is real. You will cross your Jordans into your promised land we will cross our Jordan into our promised land. Lord, I'd ask you this morning, my love, that you would renew our spirits. Come, Holy Spirit. May you give us an anointing of wisdom and revelation of who you are and of who we are. May our people have dreams and wonders, Lord, and visions that they can run for. May they be more sensitive to your leading. May they all receive a spirit of sonship and walk in authority. May you equip us with every good thing to cross our Jordan and enter the promised land this year. 